Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. For the, go to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Man, I'm excited about today. And just, just one, to be in God's presence, to be around the word. But also in the next service, uh, 11 o'clock service, we have our, our apostle, our founding pastor with us, Dr. Savell, And so looking forward to a word that he has for us as a church family. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and pray over, over him right now. Father, we thank you for Dr. Savell, And Father, we thank you. We even now are looking forward to and releasing our faith in expectancy. For what you have placed on the inside of him. We thank you that he operates in the fullness of the apostle. He operates in the fullness of the seeing and the knowing. And I thank you, Father, that, that he has discernment. I thank you, Father, that, that he has just your presence, your grace, your anointing him to release a word into this church body, into the, into the, into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. In this next service, Lord. And we are expecting great things. Expecting great things. As he goes to Houston tonight, we are expecting great things. And we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Before I get to Luke 10, if you, uh, Rashid, if you could put up uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10. And uh, this is a key scripture I've been on for the last five weeks or so. And I've been dealing with simplified. You know, the word that we're holding on to as a church body is 2020. God is opening a new door and bringing about supernatural increase like never before. Amen. Can you say that with me? 2020. God is opening a new door and will bring about supernatural increase like never before. Say, that's me. That's me. Say, I'm walking through that door for my life. And I'm seeing supernatural increase in every area. It's mine. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And so as a, as that's the word that we're holding on to. And so what I've been communicating to us is about simplified. So the Lord spoke to my heart. He says, there's a lot of things. There's, there's a door that people need to walk through, but can they see the door or is their life too busy? Is their life too cluttered? Are they keeping their focus on the right things? Are they laying hold of the right things? Are they, they continuing in the right things? And, and so I've been talking about simplified. Who are you with? See, God is the God of increase. So, so are you with him? Amen. Amen. So we've been talking about the word over the last several weeks, and we've been talking about, about what are we rubbing against? And we see this in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10. So let's read this together. It says, if the iron be blunt and he do not wet the edge, then must he put to more strength, but wisdom is profitable to direct. Amen. I love how the, go ahead and put that in the Amplified. It says, if the axe is dull and the man does not wet the edge, he must put forth more strength, but wisdom helps him to succeed. I mean, how do you like the sound of that succeed? But what's going to require the, the succeeding, the wisdom? Or where are we going to find the wisdom? The word, right? 
But there's something thing, the, here is what we do oftentimes is, is we try to just work harder, work harder, just work harder, just work harder, just do more, do more, do more, do more, and wonder why, why is this not working? Why is that not happening? How come this hasn't changed? But here he says, the man must wet the edge. And we talked about that word wet means to, to polish. It means to shine. It means to sharpen. So how do we do that? By wetting, and that is, means it's rubbing against the right surface. And it's as we rub, it, rub against the right surface, it's going to cause us to be sharp. And, and why do we need to be sharp? Why? Because we're gonna, we want to be greater, have, be, have a greater influence, right? I about you, but I want to be sharper in life. Amen. I, I want to have eyes to see and ears to hear, and I want to have a heart to understand, right? Amen. Because it's in that heart that understands, Matthew tells us, that we will bring forth the 30, 60, and 100 fold. That sounds like supernatural increase to me. Amen? Amen. So we've been talking about rubbing against the word and making the word a priority in our lives. Valuing the word. Did, did you, did you, did you, have you finished John yet? Amen. Amen. And just getting, I've heard so many great testimonies just by people just taking the time to be in the word. You know, just thank you, pastor, for, for having us do this. And I've told other people about it and they're telling me that just thank you for this challenge because the word is vital. Proverbs tells us that, that intend unto my word, incline your ear unto my saying. Why? Because their health, their life unto those that find them. Amen. He told Joshua, he said, meditate my word day and night. What? Then it will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. Right? Meditate my word day and night because it will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. So there's a connection in success. And then when I say, I'm talking about increase, right? If you had success, you had increase, right? And, but it's, what are you meditating on? What are you rubbing against? Amen. And so I closed the first service last week because the second service went a whole nother direction last week. But we talked about here with Jesus and Mary and Martha and it says here in Luke 10, and I don't have time to review anymore, but Luke 10 verse, thank you, Father. 39 says, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, Do you not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered, Martha, Martha, you're careful and troubled about many things. See, if you're troubled about many things, will you see the door, the things that you're to do, the things you're to welcome in your life if you're busy and troubled about many things? But all the while, Mary chose the one thing that was needful. That's what it says. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part. And what did I define that good part as? The thing that would give her the advantage. She chose the thing that would give her the advantage. When you choose to sit under the word, 
Get in the word. Value the word. It's the very thing that's going to give you the advantage of wherever you're at in life. Amen? Amen. Now let's get into a few new things. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. I want to deal with the value of the word just a little longer. I want you to see this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And this is such a, such a good chapter. But a lot of times when people read this chapter, they read, they don't necessarily read it all in context. They read just different portions of it. But understanding that Paul was communicating something to Timothy for the last days. And we all believe here we're living in the last days, right? The very start of this chapter tells us, but understand this, that in the last days will come, set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self and self-centered lovers of money, aroused by inordinate greedy desires for wealth, proud and arrogant. Contemptuous boasters, they will be abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. They will be without natural human affection, relentless. They will be slanderers, false accusers, troublemakers, intemperate, loose in morals and conduct, uncontrolled and fierce, haters of good. They'll be treacherous, rash, inflated with self-conceit, lovers of sensual pleasures, vain amusements more than rather than lovers of God. For they will hold a form of piety They will, and they will deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. And it says, avoid all such people. Now, that like, kind of sounds like a downer, doesn't it? <laughs> but really, if you, if you look at the world today, we're, we're seeing what the Apostle Paul communicated to Timothy. In the last days, you will see this. You will see this. But this wasn't to tell Timothy... And looking at it, look, telling Timothy, well, just let's just look how bad the world is. This was about how should Timothy live? How should we live in the last days? Amen. Amen. Now, let's just stay with me for a moment. Let's go to verse seven. Actually, verse six. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive Silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. So they're led away by something, right? Verse seven, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge. This is how it will be in the last days. There's going to be perilous times and there's people ever learning, but yet they never come to the knowledge of the truth. Now let's look at verse eight. Now, as Yannes and Jambres withstood Moses, I said that kind of Spanish, but I don't know how do you say those names, but <laughs> Jesus help me. Now get this. It says, so now as these guys withstood Moses, <laughs> now, now get this. So do these also resist the truth. Meaning there's people in the last days that are going to resist the truth. The truth could be staring them right in the face and they resist it. Why? Because if they receive the truth, then they have to change. If they hear the truth, they have to make adjustments in their lives. So, so the thing is, is we have to value the word because it's the very thing that's going to keep us in the last days. So, so do these also, they resist the truth. 
men of corrupt minds, the reprobate concerning their faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. Now, let's look at verse 10. But, so he's saying all this to Timothy, but thou hast fully known my doctrine. What are, what's doctrine? Teaching. It's words. You've fully known my teaching. He goes on and says a number of other things. He talks about persecutions and he talks about how the Lord delivered him out of all the different things he faced. Verse 12 says, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But, I mean, this is how it's going to be over here, but continue thou in the things which you have learned. What did they learn? They learned doctrine. What's doctrine? It's teaching. What's teaching? It's words. So continue to rub against right teaching. Continue to rub against right words. And then verse 15. And as from a child, you have known, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And from now it's interesting that the apostle Paul didn't throw out the old Testament. And here apostle Paul is a new Testament preacher that's spirit filled and Holy ghost filled. And he tells him as from a child, you have known the Holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise. What remember wisdom is profitable. What Ecclesiastes tends to wisdom is profitable. So this teaching that you're hearing, the Holy Scriptures that came before, the Word is valuable. Why? Because it is the very thing that's going to make you wise. Meaning, what you're going to hear is going to take you higher. What you hear is going to bring salvation to your life. What you hear. Timothy was already saved. He was pastoring the church of Ephesus. So he was saying, continuing these things, Timothy, because that's the very thing that's going to bring transformation in your life. In verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I love what the passion says there. It says perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God has given you. So this word, why do we value it? Because the word Vic will make me wise into salvation. Why? Because when I value this word, it's profitable for correction, instructions and righteousness And it says that it's this word, as I value it, it is going to fully prepare me for me to fulfill my assignment in life. Value this word. This word is valuable. This word is a lamp into our feet. This word is a light into our path. This word 
will keep us. This word watches over us. This word gives us direction. This word gives us wisdom. This word, as it said, it will, it will, it will talk to you when you wake up in the morning. It will speak to you in the midst of circumstance. This word is alive and it's sharpened any two edged sword. It divides between soul and spirit. So this word is so vital to us. It's life giving. It's changing you. And you, and even as you're sitting here and you're hearing me is your If you receive it, it's changing you, whether you realize it or not. The word valuing the word. So the apostle Paul was telling Timothy in the last days, you have to value my teaching, have to value the scriptures from that. You heard from a child, you value these things. Why? Because it's going to give you instructions in righteousness. Reproof for correction. Now there's a key as we rub against this word. You see, it's not just hearing the word that changes us. Hearing, let me say, the hearing the word changes us from the inside out. But if we're going to have good success, okay, for instance, let's see. Tell me, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Now we know that Abraham received a word. He received a word from God, right? He, he, he told, told Abraham, God told Abraham, I want you to leave this place. And he tells him, he goes, he goes that I will bless you. I'll make you, I'll make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I'm, I'm, I, Abraham, this, see, that's a word from God. Just like 2020, God is opening a new door. Supernatural increase like never before. That's, that's a word. Abraham received a word. I want you to, I want you to go to this place. I, I want you to go, I, leave this land because I'm going to do something great in your life and you're going to be blessed. Blessed. Look to your neighbor and say, blessed. blessed. Look to the other side and say, really blessed. And so we can, Abraham could have heard that word, received that word and said, oh, I thank you, God. You're going to bless me. Oh, kitty, God's going to, God's going to bless Abraham, right? He's going to bless, he's going to bless Abraham so greatly. And Abraham sits back and said, oh yeah, the blessings are coming on me and overtaking me. Woo! All those blessings, those, oh man, man, he's looking at, man, they're going to know my name all over the place. Oh, my, my name's going to be a household name. Going to make my name great, Phil. <laughs> Pastor Phil, I should say. <laughs> and, and so that's how we can be. And, and we hear the word, but, but I'm telling you, the, it, it wasn't just the word blessed that was going to bless Abraham. Right. But it was going to be his obedience yes, that was going to bless. He had to leave that land. He had to leave his father's house. So the blessing wasn't just when the word was spoken. The blessing was when Abraham obeyed the word. You know, just like, you know, Naaman went to the prophet and, and, and said, said, you know, hey, go dip in the river seven times and, and said, praise the Lord. But he had to do something. He had to dip in the river seven times, right? 
It wasn't based on his timetable. It wasn't based on what name and what it wasn't based on the, it was, it wasn't just God saying you're going to be healed. It was, what did God tell him to do? When the, when Elijah showed up to the widow woman and tells her, I want you to, I want you to find all these, gather all these jars, gather all these jars and, and tells him, tells her, don't even, don't gather a few. Cause he asked, what do you have in your house? And she says, well, I have a cruise of oil. Well, gather as many of these pots as you can find. And so, so they got, she told her sons, go out and gather these pots. They bring them into the house. They shut the door and they start pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and tell what they ran out of pots. So the, 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 if you understand, it wasn't just saying, Hey, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to bless you. No, the issue was, is she had to go gather the pot. She had to do what God was saying. So it's not just us reading the word, but it's being a doer of the word. It's not just reading the word, it's being a doer of the word. Let's go to James chapter one. And we were, we were in this last week. James one. In verse 21, we talked about how it tells us to receive the engrafted word. Because as we receive the engrafted word, it has the ability to save our soul. Meaning this word implanted in your heart has the ability to change you. Right? It has the ability to change you. Okay? Meaning the word is, is never the problem. The word is the answer. <laughs> because, you know, there's these little words that just make a big difference in our lives, like the words, but, you know, now receive the engrafted word. It has the ability to save your soul. Yes. Amen. Pastor, that word's going to save me. It has the ability to. It's life. But be ye doers. This is verse 22. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. Wow. So really, if you just hear the word and don't do it, what is it really saying? You're deceived. Wow. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if, that's conditional, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself and goes his way and right away forgets what manner of man he was. Now think about that here. What is he liking it to? What is he likening someone that is just hearing the word? What, what, is, what is he liking it to? It, it, we could, you know, there's times that I sat in church and I heard the word. And as I was hearing the word, I'm sitting there and I'm hearing the pastor preach. And what, what I'm hearing is all of a sudden in my heart, I'm saying, I'm hearing, 
Yeah, Justin, you need to change that. Yeah, your attitude hasn't been right. Yeah, that, that was just a half-truth, Justin. Yeah, you know, you really, yeah, you really need, yeah, I've, I've told you that you need to do that. And, and that's so true with the pastor saying. But yet I get up and I walk out the door and I continue on the way I was living. When all the while I was hearing the very thing. And while I'm hearing it, I'm seeing, I'm seeing imperfections in my life. I'm, I'm seeing areas that I need to make adjustments. Now, I'm not always just, just talking negative things. Maybe, maybe I came in and, 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 and the, the minister's speaking and all of a sudden where he, the minister's speaking and as he's, the minister's speaking to my heart, it's like, yeah, I told you that years ago that you were going to, you were going to preach the gospel. I told you that, yes, you were going to be a missionary. I told you that, that you were going to do that. I told you that you, when you would lay hands on the sick, they would recover. So it's not just always, I'm not, I'm not, it's not always just negative, but it's because there's inspiration, there's correction. There's instructions in righteousness, right? But instructions are meant to do what? To follow. <laughs> so the word, right, is, is instructions in righteousness. So, I mean, it's going to give me some things that I need to do. Okay, step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do this. Okay. And see, that's what it's like when we get into the word and we're looking at adjustments we need to make. You know, when I got up this morning, I, I, I eventually got to the mirror and there was some things that, you know, those little crusty things that get right here. That's it's like, you know, it's like, you got to get that out. You got to get that out. You know, and you brush your teeth and, and then all of a sudden you, you and you, it's, it's like white, right? Here. You know, you got to get that off. You've got, you got to fix that. You know, I mean, it's like my hair is like over here and it's like, you got to look in the mirror. You got to fix that. <laughs> anyway. But the point is, is when you're looking in the mirror and you're looking in the mirror of the word, it is to see. And I love how the terminology it uses here, because see, the word is to reveal God to me. And the, reveal, the word is to reveal who I am in God. It's revealing my true, my true identity. Not the world's perception. Not what the world thinks about me. Not what this person is saying. Not their idea of Christianity. But what is the word saying. And I'm seeing my true identity. And the way God sees me. The way his plan for my life. His, his, you know, thank you, father. You know, it's when you get in the word and, and as you get in, the word, all of a sudden there's scriptures that will illuminate to you that just go off on your heart and you're like, that's what I'm called to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying, I, I'm talking about just by the Holy spirit. It's like you're reading something and all of a sudden something goes, that's what I'm called to do. What is that? That is the mirror showing me my true identity. But what is someone that just hears the word and doesn't do it? They're like someone that walks away from the word and they forget their true identity. They forget their purpose. They forget how they should live, how they should act. And your true identity is you are the righteous of God in Christ Jesus.
your true identity. Your true identity. In him, he is, I am holy because he is holy. My true identity, I am a son of God. And so what happens is we'll, we may hear that, but we walk away and we start making decisions that aren't son decisions. We're the righteous of God in Christ Jesus, but yet we take, make decisions that, that, that aren't decisions that are righteous. But all the while, it's getting in the word and allowing this word to be the mirror so we see ourselves in God. And we see who he is. Because verse 25 says, but whosoever, whoso looketh. Now, that's not a glance. And you've heard me say it time and time again. TH doesn't make you sound like you're Elizabethan. Elizabethan English. But it means it's constant. TH on the end just means it's continual. Whoso looketh. You're continuing to do this. It's a continual practice in your life. Continue to look into the perfect law of liberty. Wow. Something that's perfect has no defects. It's the perfect law of liberty. It's the very thing that brings freedom. The law of liberty can also be defined. If you look at Romans chapter 13, it can also be found the love of God. Whoso looks in the perfect law of liberty, whoso looks into the love of God and continues in it. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. Blessed in his deed. If you take it down in my Bible and you look at that word deed, there's a little letter there and it means doing. It means that this person that is here, this person that's rubbing up against the word. See, when you're rubbing against the word, what are you sharpening your axe, right? You're sharpening that axe. And, and as you're sharpening the axe, you're becoming more effective. You're becoming more useful, right? And you're, you're rubbing against that, that word. And then what happens when you start doing it? It says, you will be blessed in your doing. Wow, it kind of sounds like Joshua chapter one. Meditate the word day and night. Then it will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. Man, so when we are a doer of the word, it causes us to be blessed in our doing. That also sounds like, sounds like increase, increase to me. Increase. When I'm a doer of the word, I'm going to see increase. I'm going to see increase. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live better. I'm going to act better. I'm going to, I'm going to do better. I'm going to, every part of your life will start to totally change when you devote your life to this and become a doer of it. Let this word be the mirror that you make adjustments. So you see your life go to another level. Something about being a doer of the word. Go to Matthew chapter seven and I'll close with this. Matthew chapter 7. Say, I'm a doer of the word. Not a hearer only. Hallelujah. I don't want any of us to be deceived. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 7. 
Say it again. I'm a doer of the Word of God, and I am blessed in my doing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the Word. Thank you for the Word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Where to start, Father? Thank you, Lord. Let's look at verse 24. Actually, let's look at 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father. Doeth. See, we're seeing, do, there's, there's, there's something attached to this. There's, it's not just calling him Lord, but it's making him Lord. And how, how do you make him Lord? And let me, let me go back for a second. This word, how, you know, we, we talk about, you know, we've heard the, you've heard this said before, that the word is the final authority. Right? Do you believe that? But how do I make this word final authority? When I do it. See, I can say this word is final authority all day long. But until I do it, my actions aren't saying what I believe. See, I can say this word is final authority in my life. But, but reality, what, what causes the world to know that this word is final authority? It's when I do the word. Right? And so, so it's doing the word that makes this word final authority in my life. I can think it all day long. But it's when I do the word. That's when I'm making a statement. And I'm proving that I truly believe that statement that, that this word is final authority. Amen. It's when I do it. Hallelujah. Not everyone that saith me, Lord, Lord, shall enter in the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in thy name have we cast out devils, and thy name done many wondrous works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Verse 24, therefore, so see now we, there, he says, therefore, because of this, now he's going to tell us a story about, about these people that the difference between people that n- really know God and just call him Lord. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto him a wise man, a wise man. Which built his house upon a rock. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Wow. Now think about that. He, it says, Those that hear these sayings of mine and do them, I liken them to a wise man that built his house upon a rock. So here, this man built his house upon a rock, but how? But why? Because he heard the word and he did the word. See, hearing the word and doing the word causes you to be founded on something that can't be shaken. Then it says in twenty six, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doesn't do them shall be likened unto a foolish man that built his house upon the sand. 
and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Wow. Now it's interesting with the story is that both groups heard the same word and they both experienced the same storm. The difference is one did the word and one just heard the word. When you come to a place of not just hearing the word, but doing the word, you fortify your life. You establish your life. You put a, you put a, you put a stake in the ground. You let your roots go down deep. And you're pretty much saying in the spirit, enemy, you are not going to move me. It doesn't matter what storm. It doesn't matter what report. It doesn't matter what the doctor just said. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. I'm making us. I am building my life upon a rock. And I will not move. We have to become not just hearers or readers of the word. But we need to allow this word to shape us. Allow this word to challenge us. Allow the word to speak into our hearts, speak into our destinies, speak into our purpose. Start pulling things out of you that God placed on the inside of you. Start pulling out his plan and his purpose. Supernatural increase. Supernatural increase. Hallelujah. 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 Supernatural increase. Thank you, Father. Supernatural increase over every single person in this place. As we become doers of the word, as we're walking in the word, as we're believing in the word, as we're speaking the word, as we're declaring the word, I thank you that our lives are coming up higher and higher. Our lives are rising higher and higher. And Father, I thank you as we get in the word. I thank you, Father, that we see things we've never seen before, that we walk in things we've never walked in before. Oh, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you illuminate our life to adjustments that we need to make to cause us to be the men and women of God you've called us to be. I thank you, Father, that this is a room full, a church full of people that are seeing supernatural increase, increase in their marriage, increase in their family, increase in their finances, increase in their dreams, increase in their hopes, increase, increase promotion and increase. Now, Now think about this. If you got into the word and all of a sudden started making adjustments in your life. I believe because it worked in my life. It starts making your life attractive. Yeah. Amen. You know, just we, we can, like I said, we can say blessing, speak blessing, but the blessing is found when we're a doer of the word. And when we start making the adjustments in our life, all of a sudden God is Knocking off those things that don't belong. And all of a sudden there's attitude change. There's all of a sudden you're seeing things different. And all of a sudden at your workplace, your boss or different ones saying, wait a minute, there's something different about you. I want you for this position. I want you for this job. I mean, but I'm serious. Sometimes people just talk about supernatural increase and they're just waiting for, for a money tree to show up. Just this money's just going to fall out of heaven. And, and hey, hey, God can do some great things. 
But some, 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 there's some people I know their increase is blocked because your character stinks. <laughs> You're like, you should have, you should have closed a minute ago. <laughs> but I'm telling you, and we want to blame God for it. The ball, the ball's in our court. <laughs> God is the same yesterday and day and forever. It's up for us to change. And this is what's going to make you sharp in life. It's going to separate you. It's going to separate you and make you distinguished. It will cause you to rise to the top. Man, we have change starts with us. What are you rubbing against? Who are you rubbing against? How about you? But I want to rub against the word. But it's not just rubbing against it. It's being a doer of it. Father, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you for the challenge that it brings. And I thank you, Father, that as we continue to get in this word, Lord, I just thank you that we will continue to see the open door. That we have eyes to see the open door. I thank you that we have 2020 vision for 2020. As we get in this word and do this word, I thank you that it will perfect our vision. And we will see where we need to walk, who we need to walk with, how we need to stand, where we need to be, what we need to sow. We thank you for it. Thank you that we're coming up in every area of our lives. Increase, increase, increase. Increase in our influence, increase in prosperity, increase, increase. We thank you for it, that we're coming higher as a church. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Give him a shout of praise if you receive this word today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.